What's up, everybody? You are listening to Switch Flicks, the podcast where we love and hate movies at the same time. I'm your host, Omar, and I'm with my favorite coked-up <laughs> 1980s villain, Haysab. You know, Gal Gadot and uh-huh. my girlfriend have a lot in common. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them is Wonder Woman, and the other, I often wonder if she's a woman. <laughs> The rules of the podcast are simple. Haisam and I review something. One of us will have to love it. One of us will have to hate it. And who does what will be determined by the flip of a coin. The coin of fate? The coin of fate. The coin of fate. (laughs) The catch is that at any point in our debate, we can use the switch to change positions. So if you loved it, you now hate it. And if you hated it, you now love it. Today, we are reviewing... Wonder Woman 1984. Let us begin with our patented one-breast synopsis. Can I stop you there for a second? Okay, fine. I would like you to do it in a, uh, you know, in the accent of an Amazonian oh my uh, God. goddess. <laughs> okay, in that strange <laughs> hybrid that accent that they all strange. have on that island. All right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll do my best. Wonder Woman 1984's Stylized as WW84 is a 2020 American superhero film based on the DC Comics character Wonder Woman. It is the sequel of the 2017's Wonder Woman and the ninth installment in the DC Extended Universe DCEU. The film is directed by Patty Jenkins. Set in 1984 during the Cold War, the film follows the titular character on her mission to thwart Maxwell Lord and the Cheetah after Lord finds a magical stone that grants any wish but at great cost. Was that right? Did that was fantastic. That was it. Like, I thought you were an Amazonian goddess. I felt empowered. For, uh, for it was bit. empowering. Time but to flip the coin. I'm now going to flip the coin of fate. All if right. it lands on heads, you have to love this movie. Mm-hmm. If it lands on tails, you have to hate it. Mm-hmm. Here goes nothing. Here we go. Heads. Oh, I have to love it. Wonder Woman 1984. Transported us back to that golden era, that wonderful time of joy and color and, and, and excitement and boundless potential of the mid-80s. And it did so within the scope of an empowering movie full of in- incredibly important messages about, about the importance of strength, of womanhood, and of truth and uh, fairness. Wonder Woman 1984 (laughs) transported us to the coke-filled nightmare that was the 80s. This is a film that is silly, makes absolutely no sense, and just isn't even fun. This is Superman, Richard Donner, all right? This had the same genetic code as that wondrous experience that we had as children. It allowed us to relive that wonder, that sense of, of, of innocence. Not Richard Donner, Donner Kebab. Like <laughs> this movie is junk. It is junk food, right? The movie is full of plot holes. It is overlong, overstuffed. Just because the first Wonder Woman movie was such a success, it, 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 you know, it 
went to Patty Jenkins' head and she's made this complete garbage fire. How dare you? How dare you speak ill of Patty Jenkins, okay? It's just because you are a uh, toxic male. That's why you're talking badly about Patty Jenkins. Look, she had the vision. She had the purpose. She had the, the unique perspective on Wonder Woman that was able to make her relevant to anyone uh, today, because what Wonder Woman did was, yes, it was said in 1984, but it served as a lesson for people who live today that, you know, we, we need to be careful of repeating the mistakes of the past. Well, okay, this movie repeats the mistakes <laughs> of the past. The final act of the original Wonder Woman is so terrible, and this movie is a feature-length version of that. Let's talk about some of the specifics in this okay, movie. Go for it. Let's start with just kind of the basic plot structure of it. So the bad guy... Whimsical. The whimsical plot structure of it, okay? You okay, know? sure, yeah, explain. Explain yeah. further. All right, well, let's talk about the incredibly original and uh, creative uh, tool that was used to move the plot forward of the magic wishing stone. W right now, you are the creative tool. Uh, switch. You, switch. Right now, you are a creative genius yes. to be able to find anything okay. wrong with this movie. <laughs> Okay, so this movie is really reminds me of my childhood. It's like watching those, like reading the Silver Age comics, watching those cartoons. It was damaged. Right? It was the movie rapey? starts off. Was your, was your childhood rapey? Because that's what happened in this movie. Wow. A man was literally raped. Okay, I'm sorry. you and your hashtag mentu mentality is the problem with this movie. You are one of those people who think, you know, men are the victims. Okay, look, let's put it into context. All right, let's put it into context. Yeah. So in this movie, uh, you've got Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman who gets introduced twice for some weird reason with a double intro, <laughs> totally unrelated. Maybe they had to like fulfill some contractual obligation to have like all these Amazon uh, uh, warriors show up in the beginning of the that, film. That fine, beginning fine, section fine, is fine, one fine, very exciting. Fine, fine, fine. That's, that's you know, okay. it is exciting. Okay, yeah. it is exciting. If you are a four-year-old child. Well, this movie is for all ages. It is for the four-year-olds <laughs> and it is for the people who were there in the 80s. Then, soon enough, what happens is that this, uh, you know, uh, uh, plot uh, uh, device, really, mm -hmm. yes. you know, was used to, uh, it was introduced into the story that, that grants wishes. Like, mm -hmm. like, come on. Like, what, how, uh, what low-hanging fruit? And the wish that, uh, that Wonder Woman makes is, of all things, uh, to wish back for her long-lost love, who she had a fling with, like, 70 years before. We all know that you grab your low-hanging fruit and make wishes all the time, right? So you None should of them really... come true, though. That's the difference. None of them so come true. You should connect to the plot of this film. Now, now, what happens at that point, okay, is that he appears in the body of another human being. Yes, this is that kind of magical movie making that took place in the 80s. Movies like Mannequin. When we didn't ask this movie, ask these kind of questions, this is from a simpler time and this is what movies are. Not all movies need to be There's realistic. There's an evolution. There's an evolution of awareness through the ages. You don't make a movie like they did in 1980. Otherwise, you'd be redoing Caddyshack and you'd be doing Animal House. Do you think those would fly now? No Those way. are incredible People movies. For the time not and for now come SJW on we've matured bullshit <laughs> like this 
right? Where you can't just enjoy a movie for what it is. We all it, need to be so sensitive about everything. Movies make an impact on cultural identity and awareness. It, so, it, it affects the way that people see themselves and see each other. So you're telling me that because Steve comes back in the body of another man. A, a, another man who never consented to have his body used as some sort of sex toy with Wonder Woman. Look, you know, it just, and he was not aware of it. Because you can't find anything truly like wrong with this movie. That's why you have to pick on these social issues <laughs> to find any kind of flaws, right? That like everything about Steve Trevor coming back is so great. Steve Pine, so charismatic. <laughs> the fish out of water scenes Chris are so Pine. funny. Chris Pine, okay? Oh. He's so boring and forgettable that you forgot his name. What All did right? I say? What did I call you him? You said Steve Pine. <laughs> who the hell is Steve, Steve Pine? Steve is his character's name. I don't even know who Steve Pine is. Steve is That's his character's like, name, yeah. and Gal Gadot was pining like for Tim him. Apple. Steve Pine is listen, what I was saying. Listen, what? <laughs> the point is that is just one of the numerous flaws in this film. Every single pothole that that c c you know piled on top of each other uh, it, to create this mess, this total mess of garbage. Switch is what I would be talking about a different film if it was the polar opposite of this one, which was A Beautiful Mountain of Joy. Right. Yes, a beautifully crafted film no. that was done with care and love and attention, with heart, with, okay? There is no attention paid to anything in this movie. The internal logic of the film makes no sense. The rules of this whole wishing stone makes no sense. And let's talk about some of the special effects. Cheetah, holy shit. Not since cats have we seen special effects this bad. Okay, listen, all right? Uh, special effects, all right, are difficult, all right? They are hard to do, okay? And <laughs> when, you <laughs> when you have somebody as iconic as Cheetah, of course you're going to have all of these different people that want to bring her down. But really, Cheetah looked intimidating, <laughs> Sexy, <laughs> lithe, okay, acrobatic, yes, okay, and you know, if you were to look back at like a few years ago, this type of animation wouldn't have even been possible, okay? They were pushing the envelope with Cheetah, pushing the envelope. This is like it, this kind of animation would not have been possible because cocaine wasn't allowed <laughs> in, 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 the, in the studios where animation was taking place. Not only is Cheetah terrible, so is Christian Wig playing if it. I had Who a thought wish, that was a good casting choice? It would be that Christian Wig play more empowered characters like that. Empowered? Her whole, her main possible. thing is that, oh, she can't walk in heels. Oh, now she's a badass. Is, she can walk in heels. It's a metaphor. How could you be so dumb as to take that literally? It's a metaphor. Because okay? they keep showing it. The, a woman's place is to pine over Did Steve. Did you see how many? <laughs> okay. Which one? Steve and Pine or Steve? <laughs> Pine over Steve. Yeah. The whole movie, Wonder Woman is just Do like... Do you see how many, how many uh, rapey men's asses were kicked in that film? One. Okay? There were so many. That, many that, more than one. It's just that one guy who's always <laughs> drunk and hanging out on the streets of DC every I, night. That is a real individual. Okay? <laughs> that was an actual person who does that. So, okay? 
Right. And so, no, let's talk about, uh, what was I saying? And the, the special effects were fantastic, okay? Did you yes. see how she was flying through the air, using her lasso of truth to, to catch lightning bolts? Let's I mean, talk oh my God, that was inspiring. What a terrible sequence. Everything to do with her flying. So first, let's talk about how they decide to steal a jet uh, to go to Egypt. One, you Genius. know. J- jets don't fly that far. Like fighter pl- j- jets okay, don't fly that far. Okay, but you weren't there with them the entire journey. What if they stopped and refueled? <laughs> you don't know that, okay? Plus, it was an invisible jet, okay? So nobody saw them. Therefore, they could land wherever they wanted to because I know you were going to bring that and, up, okay? Third of all, they managed to bring the ability of creating an invisible jet into it at the same time as they introduced her flight powers able to put so much excitement into one movie. They shoehorned all of that in just so they could have the invisible jet merchandise and where do they go? And they go how to- do you have an invisible jet merchandise? That is an invisible jet. <laughs> Show me an invisible jet. It's right there. <laughs> Can't you see it? It's invisible. Uh, <laughs> no. And then they go to Egypt and let's just talk about the problem. What I love about Egypt is the representation of Arabs. Okay, uh, very realistic. Very realistic. Very realistic. They're okay? like towels around <laughs> their head. And they're talking about the infidels and, yes, uh, and our ancestor. Uh, yes, as an Arab, yes. I approve <laughs> of this representation because it made us empowered. It made us seem very determined <laughs> to right the wrongs of the past. I mean, that is what that, you know, Arab dude the Egyptian guy wanted. He just wanted his ancestral lands. As a Palestinian, I can relate. I want my ancestral lands too. I'd make that wish. Egypt doesn't even have oil. Why is he going to Egypt to get oil? It doesn't have any more oil because it was taken in the 80s. Do you see? Ah, of course. Right? Right. That time that Wonder Woman came to Egypt. As a Palestinian, how do you feel about the fact that, you know, there's just a wall that comes in the middle of the thing and it cuts off the water to all the people? I felt heard. Okay, hurt. I felt hurt. Heard. I hurt. felt like I was hurt. Heard like a sheep. Like, <laughs> like sheep. No, no, no. Listen, this is the great thing about Hollywood. Okay, you get these really ballsy filmmakers like Patty Jenkins introducing these revolutionary ideas into modern blockbuster films, showing the wall of separation as the horrible, horrible thing that it is. Right. Do you see? Okay. You see what I mean? No, so I yes. <laughs> Your point is like an invisible jet. <laughs> Nobody can see it and it makes no sense. Switch. Your point is like an invisible jet. Uh, it needs to be refueled and flown by a person who truly understands this movie like me. So I will explain Arabs okay, and Arab culture to you. I have, to, I have to, you. to say that was an impressive switch. Thank though. you. Well done. Uh, I will tell you about what it means to be Arab as an Indian person. <laughs> okay. I think that uh, as someone who was once married to an Egyptian, yes, uh, when I saw Egypt in that movie, there was a tear in my eye because I remembered my ex-wife. But also <laughs> because I thought to myself, finally, finally, a movie that understands the politics of the 80s. This movie is about the politics of the 80s. What does that have to do with Egypt? You said that you, you just about did a About the politics of the Middle East. In the, the Cold 80s. War. Okay. In the 80s. Right. This movie kind of shows what people's thoughts were this about the Middle East in the 80s. This movie shows yet another white savior 
flying in to save these two ratty Arab children that are running away from these overly militarized Arabs. Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman isn't white. She's Amazonian. Okay, it's very different from white. Right, and let's talk about the ending of this movie. So heartwarming when she gives a speech, the speech that gets to the depth of what it means to be human that shows that people on the inside are all good. Okay, well, look, besides the fact that it's incredibly problematic that you had this global changing, like globe affecting phenomenon in 1984 in the DCEU that no one ever spoke about since, yes. right? Where some magic stone got the ability, gave everyone the ability to give people wishes, yes. okay? And everyone was incredibly selfish mm -hmm. and had horrible wishes that basically practically destroyed the planet. Yes. And that was never spoken of again. Yeah, but it's magic. Okay, but it's magic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Besides that, at the end... Plus it was right. the 80s. Everybody was on coke. <laughs> Nobody remembers. <laughs> well, I mean, fair point. Yes. But you then had, you know, Pedro Pascal's character, Who uh, is Maxwell... So he is so great in this <laughs> movie, Maxwell by Lord. the way. Really just underplays the character of a coke-fueled tech mogul. <laughs> Tech mogul, uh, oil baron. Right, because it might as well have been a tech mogul. Yes, Because exactly. it was that generic, his no, portrayal. Because, because right, the get movie... Get that Mandalorian mask on his face right now and shut him up and put him away in a corner. He was appalling. Okay. okay? Over the top, all right? But let's talk about the politics y that I was talking about. Yeah. Right? This movie really gets to the heart of what it means, especially now in the time of the pandemic when there's so much hopelessness to see that inherently we're all good and we just need no, a figure. That's not at all what it shows. We just need a figure like Wonder Woman out a, there. A God figure that is not inhuman, to who's half God. Wonder Woman is one us. of us. Okay? She's a half God, Amazonian princess from another world. She's like one of us, they, right? To bring hope and that inherently we're all good and we want we all just come together to save the world. At the end, it's not Wonder Woman who saves the world. It is the people who save themselves through the goodness in their hearts. No. And that's what ultimately the movie's about and that's what we need in 2020. No, it is actually Wonder Woman who somehow speaks English to everybody through this magical uh, uh, transmission that speaks to absolutely everyone on the planet. But yeah, it's magic. the magical wishing stone that can actually do anything you want that has no rules to convince every single human being including sick children the impoverished yeah. anyone whose relative just recently died to revoke their wishes mm -hmm. okay and bring the planet back into balance switch flawless logic absolutely airtight plotting not since looper have i seen this type of foolproof writing Really, right. it's, it, it completely... It is writing that proves that you're a fool <laughs> if you fall for it. I think that's what you mean. Well, I think we have reached the natural conclusion of this debate. Yeah. Now, hey, son. I feel like we didn't even get to the heart of like so much that is wrong with this film, right? Exactly. That's uh, the problem. It's so bad. <laughs> This is quite possibly the worst movie that I've seen this year. To be fair, I haven't seen yeah. any, you know, that many movies in the theaters this mm -hmm. year. But I saw New Mutants. No. And I, that was 
Okay, maybe that wasn't better than this, but they were pretty much at the same no. level. I think New Mutants was better than this. You I think th- New Mutants th- was better? I tell you, I think New Mutants is just so blah. Yeah. It's nothing, right? This yeah. movie's bad. At least New Mutants tried to kind of have some sort of inner logic. You know, it had some sort of story. It was, you know, and, and I'm not saying that, that it was a good movie. Yeah. This was a total garbage dumpster fire of a mess. Like, none of it made sense. It jumped all over the place. It was so badly written. Yeah. Okay. You know, people keep saying, yeah, Gal Gadot was great. Fine. Gal Gadot, as an actress. It's good. okay. Yeah, she's, she's fine. She's fine. She's, she's a good Wonder Woman. She doesn't like, she looks she, the part. She's Who cares? A That's not good enough. She's a superstar. That's not enough. Yeah. No. Even, not even close to, to spackle the cracks in this movie. This movie fell apart so badly that I remember when we were in the theater because we luckily were able to see it in theater here with nobody else nobody in the else. theater, just you, me, and our friend, yes, uh, Roxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were able to make fun of it the entire time, pretty much, which was way more entertaining yeah. than the film itself. I think... I don't even know where to start. Okay, for one, the movie's like two and a half hours long, right? Oh my God, it's as long as Tenet. For absolutely no reason, because... The story, the plot of the movie does not need something that's this long. There's a wishing stone and there's a cheetah and people are making wishes. That's what this movie is about, right? Why is it two and a half hours long? And then it's overstuffed with all this kind of nonsense. And anytime something new happens, you're kind of going, wait, why? What? What's the logic behind this? Yeah. So what is this? I, I I was thinking about this idea. I think the biggest problem is, well, there's so many problems. So really. Many problems. I can't even say the biggest problem. But the problem with the writing is that it starts off with this whole wishing stone thing that it does, right? But it doesn't explain what the wishing stone there no really rules. There's does. no rules. The wishing stone is just a do whatever you want yes. device. Right? The idea being that you make a wish, but it takes something in return, right? And then Pedro Pascal wishes that he was the stone. And then he's deciding what to take in return. It's supposed to take in return the thing that's most important to you. Yes. But somehow Pedro Pascal, whenever he gets someone to t- make a wish, chooses what, what? he takes from retur- in return. And the thing is that once when that starts happening in the movie, we don't know that the stone takes anything in return. No, that kind of comes they never, into play later. That happens, like, they yeah. explain that an hour and a half, and by then, Pedro Pascal's still been taking things from and, people, and, and you're just kind of like, going, yeah. and you're just kind of like, wait, what's his plan? And for what's some going reason, on? his health is more important than his kid. Yeah. <laughs> which his, which his, is his very Asian sense. kid. <laughs> his kid, who doesn't look a thing like him, fine, I guess he's adopted, but, like, at least address it. Right. And, like, at least mention something. Like, why is it so weird? And this whole idea that Wonder Woman's powers are the thing that's most important to her I doesn't her make sense any sense. I thought her sense of like justice and, oh. and her goodness is, is important. You know? I guess. Like, and this whole, and she's been like stuck up on like Steve Trevor for like 70, 70 years. <laughs> she met her for like three days in the original movie and that yeah. like she can't get over him for no. whatever reason. And like, yeah, anything. This is the most anti-feminist movie made by a woman who I would have thought would have been a lot more kind of like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Interesting. Like, why does it have to be about like this? Cli- so many cliches. Like this cliche about a long lost love that she's pining for. Huh? Yeah. Uh, then there's the cliche about the geeky woman who then you know becomes like empowered because she suddenly looks sexy. Like yeah. that's so boring. It's done to death. It's such a cliche. Yeah. It's it's such a dumb trope. You know. 
And then there's like <clears throat> the 80s jokes, which were fun. Kind of. But whatever. Like they were fun. They were yeah. like, oh, that's cute. But like, okay, you can't build a fucking I movie out of it. It's fun in the trailers and then they've already seen it by then. And then in the movie, it's like even the 80s part of it, it's called 1984. And they do that for a bit where there's like the first action scene is in the mall. But, but after it's overdone. That, like it, it, it yeah, didn't no. feel real. It, it felt did. like... The, it was so over the top like that a it felt like a parody of the 80s yeah. as opposed to it feeling like the 80s. Like but then after that, the whole 80s thing doesn't really matter after, no, after really. that opening it sequence. Do, it doesn't matter. It doesn't I, matter. Okay, we've, we've been complaining about this movie <laughs> yeah. a lot. Is there anything you liked? Is there anything I liked? I, I, I know that, that some people enjoyed that opening sequence. I did not. I didn't yep. care at all for that opening, like, gladiator sequence. Like, who cares? Why Why does that matter? Fine. Yep. Was it better shot than the rest? I guess. Yeah. You know? Uh, did I like... I liked... I kind of liked Pedro Pascal just because he was so over the top. And immediately, I was like, this guy's <laughs> coked out of his mind. Yeah. So, I watched him through the lens of seeing someone who is completely, like, flying high the whole time. And that mm -hmm. was fun. Yeah. You know? I liked that... that th I liked his kind of emotional kind of wackiness, you know? Um, I enjoyed, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kristen Wiig's kind of being Kirsten Wiig, <laughs> you know, for a little bit. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, I just think she's good at being Kirsten Wiig. So, you know, you shouldn't get someone else to be Kirsten Wiig, but yeah. she was no cheetah. She no. was no, like none of that made sense. You know, um, I didn't like the fight scenes of which there were so few. I enjoyed, uh, uh, Steve, uh, uh, What's his name? Chris Pine. Uh, Steve, Steve's kind of reaction to the 80s. Yeah, and he's charming. Chris Pine's a I charming like him. guy. Chris, you know? Chris Pine's a charming guy. He's probably the highlight of the film. Yeah. Like, because it was fun to, to, to see him react to what was going on. I like the fact that his awe and wonder were a nice kind of kind of touch. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, you, you have to like really. You have to stretch. You're really uh, stretching you have to stretch, it. and it doesn't come together in anything co and, and cohesive. The, and the special effects were pretty bad. Yeah, no, it's bad, especially that final action sequence with Cheetah when it's just kind of dark and you don't know. It what's reminded going me of on. Game of Thrones final uh, yeah. <laughs> season. Yeah. yeah, and I think again the act. There's nothing Super in this dark. movie that compares to the no man la no man's land action sequence in the no. in the original. No, no, the original was way better. I I, I enjoyed the original. Um, I, I, you know, I thought it was a really nice, you it's know, well-made film, but like, this is just, just really, uh, do, before we, before we end, can you just tell, uh, people about what happened during the beginning of the movie when we went <laughs> to watch it? <laughs> yeah, I can. I, we walked into the theater. We were the only people there, just the three of us. We had the, you know, sat wherever we wanted to, right in the middle and we were watching it. And after a couple of seconds, all of a sudden the, the, the image becomes like really dark, like, like noticeably dull colors. Everything kind of switched like as like a light switch had turned off. So I'm like, no, this is unacceptable. So, you know, I go out, I, I bring the bellboy, whatever it's called, the, but what, 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 usher. The, usher, sorry, not bellboy. I bring the usher in and I'm like, Hey, you know, the, it became dark. So he's like, Oh, okay, sir. I was like, yeah, it's dark. He's like, it's 1984. <laughs> like, what do you mean? He's like, it's supposed to be, you know, 1984, so it looks dark. I was like, do you think that as time passes, yeah. the past is darker and, like, the future is brighter? Like, what are you talking about? Why would it be darker? And then it became pink, like the filming and pink. Then he made a call. It became <laughs> pink. <laughs> and then it settled back, and I, uh, I felt, uh, you know, vindicated. And uh, then we watched one of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, you know, 
how many uh two. Am- I'll give it two Amazonian whips. Whips. <laughs> oh wow. Two. Uh I'll give it I'll give it a three. Wow. A three. Generous. generous. <laughs> Very generous. Because I think, you know, as awful, I think m- partly because it was kind of awful and we've watched it together and it was kind of fun. You to just kinda, it. Yeah, yeah, I have that, good that memories. That extra one is for the memories. Yeah, exactly. For the memories. For the memories. Of the 80s. Of the 80s that uh, we lived through. So uh, thank you for listening to Switch Flicks. Uh, if you loved or hated the show, please do rate, subscribe, and leave some comments. And we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.